to down to down to. Yeah. Missed and peeved. Miffed and peeved. That's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be miffed and peeved. Miffed. Don't be miffed and peeved. It's a real word. It's a real word. It's a real word. I don't use it, but it's Not in your vocab? Down to down. Yes. This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Sorry. This is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schlecht. We are part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, also featured on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Monday, so that means my good friend McKelly Barrett is on the line. McKelly, what's up? All great here, Andrew. Like, we are getting closer to training camp. No, it's really too far from now, but anyway. And yeah, there's some like new Thunder stuff to discuss. So let's get into this. Yeah. So, oh, next week it'll be September, which means it'll be the same month as training camp. <laughs> and we'll probably have an idea of what they want to do with Kyle Singler by that point. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll have some real things coming up. I think training camp starts September 24th. So <clears throat> we're just, I mean, just right around the corner and we're currently planning a live preseason podcast. So be on oh, wow. the lookout for that. Uh, should be fun. We'll have some guests. We'll do a live podcast. So make sure you keep your eye out for that. There's some news with Andre Robertson. He was on video. I think Sam Gannon was the one who who got it. And he said that he hopes that he can be back to his, just like his old self in, mm-hmm. by December. Uh, he didn't say, I'm not going to play until December. He didn't say anything like that. But he did say that he's hoping to basically get back to game speed and basically his lateral quickness by December. So what what did you think about that when you heard that? Uh, and then we can kind of go into some detail on who's kind of replacing him, quote-unquote. Well, uh, for the first two months uh, of last season, we said like over and over again that Robertson wasn't himself until December. So it shouldn't change too much from last season. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm kidding, but uh, I it's, think... It's true. That, he wasn't good to start the season. Yeah. No, no. Uh, I, I don't... I expect him to be probably um, less in shape uh, this season uh, compared to the last one. Even even if, yeah, he started really low uh, on both ends. That was the real issue until the Milwaukee game. Uh, the main part of this game was he wasn't able to play at the same level he was at the end of the season before. So if that is the case, um, and probably there will be some medical precaution like uh in terms of minute restrictions or, or maybe you no know, back-to-backs and stuff like that i don't know if billy uh will use him as a um, starter just because he wants to uh build the chemistry from the beginning i don't i think he will be cleared to play to me uh it's not really um if he will play, but how much uh, for the first, say, two months of the season? So I don't know if Billy wants to give him uh, the starting job anyway um, to build up the chemistry to maybe uh, start putting some defensive fundamentals uh, with the team and then play him maybe just five to six minutes in the first quarter and then the same in the third and that's and that's it. Uh, or if he wants to bring him off the bench to give like another uh, guy. Um, consistent minutes from the beginning that i i don't really know i have no idea there are though tons of possibility to to try there mm-hmm. yeah it'll i think this training camp may be one of the more interesting thunder training camps in a while just because i think it's really unclear what the pecking order is on the bench and basically i just mean the wings mm-hmm. who is going to emerge as the guy that could take the place of Robertson in the starting lineup. And I don't know the answer to that. I went to Twitter uh, a couple days ago and just asked what everybody thought. We got a pretty decent response. And most people, 44% said Abrinas, 30% Mm -hmm. TLC, 
21% Ferguson, 5% other. And most people are just like tweeting at me, like, why am I so low on Deontay Burton? Which, <laughs> which I think is great. I'd like to thank Andy's Frozen Custard for sponsoring today's show. A lot of kiddos are going back to school and a great back to school treat. If you're picking up your kid, head on over to Andy's Frozen Custard and you need to hurry because only a limited time you have the key lime pie concrete available, which is just a slice of key lime pie mixed with their vanilla frozen custard. You can also get their peach concrete or peach sundae right now available for a limited time. You've got to go now. Check out Andy's Frozen Custard. They make their custard fresh hour by hour. They have locations in Oklahoma, several in Oklahoma, Kansas, Colorado, Arizona, Texas, Arkansas, Missouri, and several other states. I know that we have people in all of those states. So please support the people that support Down to Dunk and eat at Andy's Frozen Custard. But I think it does come down to Abrinas, TLC, or Ferguson to take that starting two spot if if robertson were to come off the bench or if you know what happens in a back-to-back who is it uh and i would love to think that it's alex abrinas for a lot of reasons because he can actually shoot the basketball he's a smart player he improved defensively toward the end of last season i think that he makes sense as that guy he knows how to play with with russell and Steven and didn't play a ton with Paul last year, but at least has some experience with him. Mm-hmm. So I think that he makes the most sense on paper, but just thinking about Billy and what he's done in the past, really what this team has done in the past, I can't shake the feeling that it's going to be TLC or Ferguson. Like I just, I think it's going to be one of those guys and I don't know which one it'll be. I think it'll just depend on what happens in training camp. That's why I say this training camp is so intriguing is that maybe Luau can come out and play really well and impress people <laughs> with, you know, he's on a new team and sometimes guys kind of wake up a little bit when they get to another team. And so maybe that happens or maybe Ferguson takes a step up or maybe the team just loves the potential of Ferguson so much that they just give him the spot anyways. I think that's a that's legitimately a possibility. So I don't know, but I, I think that it, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to TLC or Ferguson and that Abrinas will still be coming off the bench. What do you think? Well, uh, again, there is uh, two things to say here. First, uh, the situation of Abrinas. Um, I think that another main point of training camp will be what happens with Abrinas contract um, because he he will be restricted uh, next uh, June, so next July. So, like Presti doesn't like to to bring restricted free agent to um, to July. Mm-hmm. He did it with Nascanter because like. He couldn't negotiate a contract before, um, but he didn't with almost anyone else. Like he did it with Dion, but it was like a really peculiar situation where, um, like, they didn't find an agreement. But I'm sure they will try to negotiate a deal right now. Yeah. And so, I do think that the, if there is commitment from OKC towards Sabrina's in terms of like. I'll give you a contract uh, with more years and stuff like that. Uh, that could mean something. Mm. And yeah. so I, I hope that that is the direction because I think that the Brinus um, could be uh, the starter, uh, period. It could be the starter full stop, even um, above uh, Andre for like different reasons. And because he, he can be better, uh, he can be like the playoff version of himself. And if mm-hmm. that is the player, then he, he makes the most sense. Um, I think he could be the starter. I don't. I just think there's like a zero point one percent chance that he would that they would do that though. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because to me, you are completely. Yeah, they would have done that last season, and and not started Corey Brewer, right? But they continue to start Brewer through the end of the season. And yeah, no, that that's playoff series. That's that's right. Uh, my point is, sometimes you see something uh, during the postseason um, that may 
that where the, the stakes are at the highest mm-hmm. that may make you think that that is the direction of a player like uh, steven adams if you if before 2016 playoffs you'd have told me that like steven got a hundred million extension so that's that's too much of an overpay but then you see what he does basically in that playoff run you say well if that is the steven i get during the regular season which is which was not exactly that but very close to that then it makes sense so i hope i really hope that um the front office and the coaching staff um at least consider this direction. But you're right. I mean, we have like two seasons of Abrinas not getting anything consistent. And so to, to say that he will start for sure or there is a good chance that he will start, I don't think so. Uh, on the other end, um, as I told you offline, Ferguson with the starter is perfect. He should he should be like 100% from <laughs> three uh, after All-Star game. <laughs> so he is clearly uh, the best option. No, I'm kidding. In 49 minutes after All-Star game, which is basically zero, he, he had like six or six, six of six from three. So if that is a trend, I'm more likely to support the uh, Ferguson with the startup thing. Yeah, I, it it's a mystery to me and DLC played well with mm-hmm. the starters in Philly. And so there's a part yeah. of you that thinks that like, maybe he's just a guy, maybe he's like a good placeholder because the Thunder mm-hmm. don't often put the guy they think is the best guy as the replacement for yeah. a starter. Yeah, that's right. And this is something San Antonio always did because they hardly ever wanted to start Manu. And so, if like Bruce Bowen couldn't go or whoever was their token starting shooting guard at the time, they would just slide in, you know, 10th or 11th guy to the starting lineup and then still have the same bench. And so it doesn't necessarily say that they don't think that Abrinas is good. If they don't decide to start him, they just may like the look that they get off the bench better. Uh, which I still don't really agree with because I think that yeah. if you want Russell to be successful, I I think if you can't surround him with an elite Andre Robertson, put some shooting out there. Yeah, he he defended well enough to be able to get the chance to do it, and so I don't think they will. But that's that's just my personal opinion. But I I think that TLC and Ferguson will be the guys that get a get the chance to start. And neither would surprise me. Who it's going to be, I really don't know. Uh, if I were to guess, I think that they would give uh, TLC the chance to start because he's had a little bit more NBA experience. He kind of fits the the profile of like a decently athletic guy that can space the floor. He's not the best defender, but I think that he may profile as a little bit better defender than what Ferguson is, at least at this point in his career, just because of lack of experience and age. So to me, I, to me, I would like give the slight nod to him, but I'll wait and wait to see what we're hearing from training camp to, to like really dig in on that. But I still would expect Robertson to start and then Mm -hmm. what the rotation is behind him. I don't know. Uh, But it, it does, it does clear up some things as to like what, like why they have so many wings on their roster is that they're, like we can't really count on him, on Andre Robertson to start the season, and we can't count on him really until December. Then we're going to need somebody. And you know, we haven't mentioned Abdel Nader, maybe for good reason. <laughs> yeah, I. But I, I, I he's would also see, a guy that's on the roster and that is a wing. Yeah, I would see. Um, well, there is a possibility that we didn't discuss so far, but since the idea is to run at least. 15 to 20 minutes a night with a double point guard. Um, what if they decide to go with double point guard from the beginning with either um, Schroeder or more likely Felton with the starter, which had like very few minutes, like less than 200, but okay minutes um, with uh, with George uh, Adams and, and Westbrook. So that is a thing that I don't particularly like yeah. but that can happen with Billy uh, and it could not be it, it may be not the like the worst thing uh, to have because you 
actually uh, train Russ to share the point guard duty with uh, with someone for basically the entirety of the game, which could be helpful. I again, it's not my favorite, but it's something that could be done. Yeah, I'd be a little surprised just oh, because they value length and athleticism so much. Mm-hmm. I think that putting Ray there actually makes some sense mm-hmm. because he can guard up a position certainly and showed that multiple times last year uh he hit spot up three-point shots uh, he makes some sense and he's a vet he knows what he's doing mm-hmm. but also is he like we just don't need somebody that's going to pound the ball like it has to be like all right Ray. the rule is no dribbling and <laughs> go <laughs> like you know i mean if if he can follow that rule, great. I think the TLC, I, I think they just want a guy that's not going to take many possessions on offense and that's going to mm-hmm. compete on defense because Russell and Paul are going to control everything in that starting yeah. unit. And I don't think that they want to complicate things or worry about things in any other way because that's what happened with Mello is that it, it got too complicated. Mm-hmm. It, w- it was okay well we have our we know who our two best players are we know our third best guy is steven but we also know we have to get touches to mellow yeah we got to get him to him in this spot on the floor because this is where he likes the ball and it just it was just too much and the team yeah. ended up being a, a top 10 offense still it just that just speaks to the talent that this team has but i think that a less complicated more just kind of run it down your throat type of offense makes sense and so maybe you need a guy that can attack a closeout from time to time like ray can but i just think that they'll continue to favor length athleticism and defense and that's why i think that you go with these other guys yeah yeah that makes sense i'd like to thank early upgrade for sponsoring today's show if you're a manager or if you're a business owner or somebody that's high up in a large business, you're going to want to pay attention because Early Upgrade is ready to help you. I'm sure you guys are using company phones or company iPads or tablets, and they're probably not working very well. And so Early Upgrade will offer you money for all of your devices, whether they work or not. And then they're going to upgrade you at a really good price. And so you need to contact early upgrade, go to earlyupgrade.com. The, uh, the people that own early upgrade are thunder fans. So, you know, you're going to be dealing with the right people. So support the people that support down to dunk and go check out earlyupgrade.com. You had an idea that you texted me about basically just going down the Thunder roster and talking about the trade value for mm-hmm. each each player and where we think they'll be where they are today and then where we think they will be come the trade deadline. And so I got kind of nitty gritty with it a little bit. Um, I made seven different categories and we can start at the bottom. You want to start at the bottom? Yeah, sure. And then work our way up. Okay, uh, my category at the bottom is called who uh and it's tyler davis he's at the bottom like you're not oh you included all those guys no okay sorry yes then all then the i guys. need to <laughs> no i i included just the the um, yeah i didn't include this you can't trade uh, two-way guys yeah so. then I'll, I'll i'll put here yeah. uh those two i didn't even include burton but i'll oh, i'll, I'll do you. now after last week, yeah, it's, it, it, because, be, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's, that's terrible. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Davis, yes, he's in the who category. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree. Uh, next category, can't slash won't trade is Nerlens Noel. Like Nerlens is just on the team to see if he has value for this season. And mm-hmm. that's really it. We've discussed that in detail uh, many times. But uh, Nerlens is just a flyer to see if this dude has it. And if he doesn't, uh, he may be back next year because he has a player option. But uh, that's all. That's all it is. So he's not really a trade candidate, right? No, it's not a trade candidate. Uh, but if you just parse his value uh, in terms of say that. 
uh, a team, say that Nerds play or like like a few months uh, in decent way, like not not great, not not bad, decent, and some teams need need the center. So for example, uh, a team with a one good center like Houston really needs a backup. Uh, I think that he has trade value there. Yeah. So it's not it's not zero. Uh, I didn't put him that that low uh, because of that. I I agree with you that the likelihood that OKC will trade him is basically zero. Mm-hmm. But if in an inside like his contract, his status of uh, one plus one uh, at the minimum uh, for a guy like Nerls has value. Yeah. And 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 so I I end up having him a bit higher. Okay. I could throw him if I. If I were to consider him a trade candidate, I have a category of they have value, but it's not a lot, and you could at least get a second rounder for him. And yeah, so that's right. That's he would probably bump up to that group, but for I now I just have him. Just that he's not going to be traded. Uh, okay, so now we get to real trade candidates, and I call these guys throw-ins because I don't think that you're going to make a single deal with any of these guys. I don't think that mm-hmm. any of them are that important to another team or really hold really enough value to even trade them. Uh, yeah. And so here's my throw-ins. Uh, Deontay Burton, Hamadou Diallo, mm-hmm. Abdel Nader, and then I have Ray Felton in this group too. I just don't know. And I, I've kind of flip-flopped on him. I just don't know if a team is going to be willing to just trade for him alone. Uh Maybe they would. Maybe they need somebody needs a backup point guard. But I still am going to leave him in this group as a throw-in. Kind of, they're kind of sweeteners in a way. If you're trying to trade, you know, Abrinas for some value, and you're like, okay, we'll go ahead and throw in Hamadou Diallo. They're like, all right, let's do it. And then maybe the same for Ray Felton. You know, a, a good mm-hmm. crafty veteran, just kind of a throw-in. I'm not sure that Nader or Burton hold that much value to other teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're still wings that are cheap and expiring so yeah i put felton like last in my 15 players just yeah. because he hold uh, an outright clause and so if he doesn't want to be traded he will not be traded okay. and so to me that is yeah. uh, a no trade candidate like felton and before that group i have at 14 the guy who we can't trade like who has like the greatest negative value on the team because to me like uh, besides Pelton which is again uh, you you cannot trade him uh, without his consent I think that like Singler has like the lowest trade value yeah. in, in the entire I, you know what I didn't even put him on this list I, I oh. used, in my mind he's just gone but he needs oh, no, to be no. on the list obviously yeah so to me he's like uh, like like 15 is Felton to me because yeah. again um, you, you cannot actually trade him uh, unless he says yes and you cannot trade him like for a few months um, but sing, singular to me is is like the worst uh, in terms of trade value and then uh, I have sort of the same category as you do so position 13 I have Nader and then 12 I have TLC um, in that category where I, I think they have zero value like close TLC to see has the same value as Nader uh, a bit more uh, and I put him 12 but he's sort of in the same I don't think that if you ask for a good second rounder or even um, like top 45 like below 45 they will actually uh, give them to you wow for TLC yeah because like to me he was threw in by Philadelphia with basically no regard for him they needed um, a guy like Muscala which was not an asset for OKC Mm -hmm. Uh, it was just part of a dump and and they gave him away um, so yes, he may, you may get uh, a second rounder, but we, from like not many teams. And to me, like the other players that I have above to me are, they hold greater value either because of their contract or because of the, what they, what they could do on the court. And so to me, TLC is, again, I, I don't like him too much. Uh, I like the idea. I like what he can do next season. And in fact, I bumped him, uh, like my my rank 
now and my rank uh, on the trade deadline is one tier uh, above that because I think he will get some minutes and he will actually play uh, and show that he can stay on the court. But to me, as of now, he doesn't have uh, a great trade value. So it's it's a throw in uh, in trade or a sweetener, a, a mild sweetener. Yeah. You don't think he has value with his contract, though, being a, a wing on a, a a first round pick. That's a wing mm-hmm. that is about to be restricted, I guess, next summer. Yeah, that's that's the other part. So this is his uh, third year or fourth year? I think this is his. Let me look. I think it's his third. Yeah, yeah then, then yeah, then maybe you can bump him a little bit higher because he has like one full year of, um, well, two full years of team control. Yeah. So that's that's value. Um, yeah, I may bump him a little bit higher. Um, but yeah, to me, I, I don't I don't know if uh, in the league, like if you ask for a high, like a good second rounder, I don't think you can get it. Yeah, I mean, I would expect a second in like the 40s. Yeah. For him. Okay. Okay. Which is, you know, I mean, like, that's not nothing. No, you're right. You're, you're right. I'm being too harsh on him. Maybe I'll bump him one position ahead of the next guy. Yeah. I just, I just think even taking a flyer on a guy, and I don't know, like, Philly gave away Justin Anderson, too. Like, I think that both those, I don't know, I, I kind of like both those guys, at least as Project Wings. Mm-hmm. And Anderson's older, and so he, he's, He's got more to prove, obviously, today than TLC does. But I don't know. I, I I just think that it's that guys that are wings that have been selected in the first round, like, I don't know. You don't want to just give those guys away. And we saw, like, Chris Middleton just, like, thrown into a trade before. Yeah, and, no, you're And he you're turned into something right. great. But obviously, he's the more of the exception than he is the rule. But still, to me, you just don't want to just throw those guys away and also for i mean there's a lack of opportunity there for these guys and maybe for a reason but Mm -hmm. still i mean philly obviously they got a first round pick or at least the potential of a first round pick for jeremy grant but you know they probably gave up on him too early too so yeah uh, no, I, I don't disagree. I on like on a second thought, uh, um, I think you're more on like spot on than than me on on TLC. I I, I have him, yeah, at least one position low. Yeah. Uh, next, I have this would be like an equal value trade, or maybe even less than that. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to bring back a whole lot, at least at this point, and that's Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, you're just the the Hawks were kind of desperate to get rid of him, mm-hmm. and if you look at teams like Phoenix and Orlando that have, I mean, those teams have real needs for actual point guards. Yeah, and you have this guy, and Phoenix has expiring contracts that they could have dealt for him. You know, they they could have included like a Tyson Chandler in a deal. Yeah, to to Atlanta. And it's not like Tyson Chandler is going to play a huge role for them this year. Uh, Mm. Like they had the means to make it happen and they would have probably taken him as a pure salary dump. I mean, Atlanta probably would have just dumped him uh, without getting anything in return. They probably would have been very happy to do that. And Phoenix didn't do that. Uh, Orlando, they could have done the same thing. They have expiring contracts as well. And they chose not to do it too and both those teams like i said they need point guards and there's kind of a stench on dennis Schroeder right now throughout the entire nba and so i think that his value could certainly increase as the season goes on to the point that maybe you could even get a late first rounder for him if he plays the right role if he comes in and is a good soldier and plays back a point guard if he plays well next to russell I think that makes him more versatile than what people mm-hmm. think he is because right now everybody's like, well, what are they doing? You can't play those guys together. And so if he proves that that's wrong, then I think that he'll hold more trade value. And if he can shoot well off the catch, then you're talking about a guy that has more trade value. So I think if, if even two seasons ago for Schroeder, I think that he had way more value. Just this past season was just really bad. 
And yeah. you look at his contract and you're locked in three more years. And you're like, uh, also maybe getting through another year of his contract. We only have two years left. Exactly. He'll, he'll hold more trade value then anyways. So, uh, I like him as a player. I think he's, I think he's got good court vision. I think that he's a real competitor, uh, and maybe just the fear with both those teams is that maybe he's not a good starting level point guard, and so let's not even mess around with it. Uh, yeah. So, and I and I get that. I I don't think that I would want Dennis Schroeder to be my starting point guard if I'm yeah even Orlando even in a rebuilding project. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't want that, and. Some guys are probably better as your sixth or seventh guy on your team, and I think that Dennis might be that, and they may find a good fit here in OKC. Well, I mean, there's just so much of his story is yet to be written. Uh, but for now, if the Thunder, they're not going to, but if they attempted to trade him now, uh, I don't think that you'd be too happy about the return that you get. <laughs> No, I, I I have him in the 11th spot, just uh, the one that I switched uh, with TLC. So I, I think that he has no trade value. Uh, you can get like a similar um, so-so contract in return, like uh, Gorgi Jang or guys like that, which are okay on the court, uh, but they have like a contract that is larger than what they show uh, recently. And so um, it's not zero value, but... Like it's between zero and maybe you have to, if you really want to get rid of him, you may have to attach him or to get something worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we, we, we agree with that. Um, I do think though that he could bump several, several spots higher um, yeah. and graze the uh, being a real asset uh, because uh, like even at the trade deadline, suppose that he has like an amazing run. Uh, but still, the fit with Westbrook is not great, and maybe like other circumstances like that. Um, I I do think that, that there is a chance that you can trade him and get something back, like not not maybe Ariza, but something like that. Yeah, no, I I think that is even part of the play with the Thunder. Yeah, is that they see a guy because if you're talking about talent, oh yeah, like, what is he like the like the sixth most talented guy on the team and pure talent. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even more. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could maybe bump him over Robertson with just pure talent. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I would probably put Russ, Paul, Grant, Adams, Robertson, and then him. And maybe, Grant, Oh wow. Maybe Grant's the guy that Grant bumped down above Adams. Uh, no. Oh, okay. No. And that's, no, that no. wasn't that wasn't my list. Oh, okay, <laughs> I mixed them up a little bit just so we wouldn't get there. Okay, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think that he's he's a very interesting player, and his storyline for the season I think will be pretty fascinating. Just mm-hmm. even from a trade uh, value standpoint, because right now it, it's low and it's it's kind of scary low for him, and so. And it's be- like nine millions, nine uh, millions of that salary seems to be better than him. So, <laughs> right. If that's a storyline, if there's people actually saying that and believing it, yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, yeah. Next tier. These are the guys that I believe you could get at least a second round pick for, and if you if you talk to the right team, you may even get a late first rounder for them in the right circumstance, if they're desperate enough to get this kind of player. I I don't Mm -hmm. think that's likely, but I think you're getting a second rounder for at least for these guys. Uh, TLC, who I talked about before, Patrick Patterson, Alex Abrinas, and Terrence Ferguson. Uh, I agree on Abrinas and Patterson, which are like, I have Noel Noel in the, in between uh, because of the, like uh, the art, the reason that I, um, said before, but then I have the same uh, guys like Patterson and Abrinas in this order. Like Abrinas is higher to me mm-hmm. than Patterson because of the contract situation, which uh, it's more team friendly than one, what Tupat has. Uh, but in this year, I have Diallo. Um, oh, wow. I am reasonably sure that the value of Diallo has um, is better than what it was uh, uh, during that night. Like much higher, 
Wow. I do think that if you like, you cannot trade him now for a first round pick. But right. if you ask like 29 teams uh, to give up uh, their unprotected 2019 pick, they will all say yes. Like, full stop. I have this. I think that the, like the, like what he showed in summer league is enough to to give away a second, like without even blink. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, very, it's that's, that's very interesting because I, I mean I have him obviously a lot lower. I think that he has more to prove, but uh, oh, he has, he has. But like on on draft night, you search with the second round for guys that are either uh, veterans, um, like college veterans, um, seniors, sorry, uh, um, that yeah. they can play right away, right, or projects. And one of the main question marks of Diallo was, can he apply his athleticism against NBA talent? And like he was okay in terms of moving his feet defensively against much, much better competition than what he faced in college without Mm -hmm. any issues. And he was able to jump over jump uh, NBA athlete to get rebounds. And so the answer to that question is yes, he has elite athleticism and he's learning he's starting to learn how to put him uh in in a basketball context and so yeah i do think that he he will be likely uh traded for a second rounder um and like without getting anything in return and abrinas right now i don't think so he's higher than abrinas in my list because Whoa. like every yeah yeah not, not because it's again it's not his value on the court, right. which I think is miles. Like um, he has to do like a lot to to surpass both Patterson and Brinus. He's not a guy that, that that can stay on the court. But I do think that like having a second rounder, a second rounder as Diallo, talented as Diallo, is hard. And I, I think that since the contract is extremely friendly, and he already agreed to that. Yeah, um, he has like a lot of values. He, he's even like for tax team, for taxpayer teams, he is less than a minimum for like 10 times the upside. Yeah. Well, and I didn't even mention him as a player to replace Robertson. And I don't think I should have, but no, do you think I should no. have? Okay. No, no, wondering. no, I don't think so. Um, I do think that if someone um, like Abrinas or I don't know, uh, gets moved uh, together with, Sing- with Singler, he has a real chance to do the same kind of uh, development that Ferguson did. So where, where playing he, playing real minutes. Where he drags down the uh, the other players <laughs> in their <laughs> offensive and defensive ratings? Hopefully not that part. He but gets a yeah, real opportunity to do that. <laughs> yeah, but also Grant did that. No, no, you're yeah, right. But Grant, Grant did. did the same. Like yep. he was yep. bad, bad mm-hmm. two seasons ago. And so, yeah. If, if I'll put it this way, if the price to have Diallo as good as Grant this season is to having extremely bad with the second unit for an entire season, sign me in. I don't, I don't possibly care. Um, and at this point, you kind of have to trust the coaching staff with those yeah. decisions because I didn't think they should have done that with Jeremy Grant, and here we are today where I. I think that he holds tremendous value to this team. Mm-hmm. And even as a trade candidate, I, th- I think that his contract is very tradable and yeah. that a lot of teams would be interested in him if the Thunder decided they wanted to. And so, and I didn't like what they did with Ferguson last year either, but I think by season's end, I was just like, I kind of like what they did like he's obviously a much better player than he was at the beginning of the season and now heading into his second year he has really worked on his body in the offseason he's gained uh, quite a bit of weight and put on a lot of muscle and so man that experience helps him get a leg up this season and he really I, it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up being better than Abrinas and DLC and all these guys at the end of the season. We say, you know what? It's easily Terrence Ferguson and this pecking order of these like mystery wings. I mean, that wouldn't shock me at all. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think that you could attribute a lot of that to what the Thunder have done, you know, in season and in the off season with this guy. So 
you know, I, if Diallo ends up being the same, uh, one, I would expect Abrinas to be very expendable, if not gone. Or very gone, yes. Uh, because I think that there's just not enough minutes to go around for exactly. all these guys. But, and the Thunder have liked Diallo. They've liked him for a long time. And mm-hmm. I think they believe in him. Uh, he's obviously a crazy athlete. And if he can get some kind of handle on his jump shot, then you're talking about easily one of the steals of the draft and a guy that can play because he's got a great motor. He can rebound the basketball. Uh, he can put it on the floor a little bit better than I thought. I think I'm still very skeptical of that until I see it at the NBA level. But mm-hmm. still, a guy that has way more skill than I thought he did heading into yep. the draft. Uh, you're right, because his summer league was good. He was impressive. But I, I'd still give him... I mean, I would probably wait a season to give him those minutes if I were the Thunder, but I would have done the same with Ferguson. And also, I'm sitting here in my office <laughs> and not working with Thunder. So, Yeah, and, and again, I don't take my uh, rank, seventh rank for Diallo as he will be good for sure. Yeah, uh, And to be honest, I, I think after this season, his value would be lower than this. Uh, because he will have like a bad season like Ferguson did. Sure. Uh, and so from a first rounder, uh, Ferguson, he's like more of a late first rounder, very late, maybe a highly protective first to me in value. Uh, Diallo will do close to the same. Uh, and so I have people mm, surpass him in value um, through this season. But I think that like right now, before training camp, if they say, well, I'll give you Diallo and Singler for nothing, that's a yes. That's a yes from like every team that has cap space. Sure. And singular singular contract is exactly a second rounder. Yeah. Um, so to me is it's really that the value of of the alloys of now because it's like it's better than the forty fifth pick on, uh, on the draft right now. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, my next tier is I think you mm-hmm. can get a first round pick for these guys if not yeah. greater value. Uh, Andre Robertson, mm-hmm. Jeremy Grant, and Stephen mm-hmm. Adams. Uh, I have a very, very similar t- similar tier. Uh, I have the same player in the same, oh, well, not in the same order, probably. Uh, I have sixth, Jeremy Grant, uh, because I think that as of now, uh, his trade value um, is great in terms of uh, the player is. But the contract, even if I think is like is a good contract is not a value contract like if you tell me like grant at uh, below emily money that's a that's a contract where you get the first founder um most likely than not um the same goes with Andrew robertson which i have fourth in my list number five uh which is extremely um uh, daring um by myself is terence ferguson Whoa. i do think yeah i do think that today um, he's more likely to be traded for value than Jeremy Grant is. Not not Robertson, because Robertson has shown to be uh, defensive player of the year candidate. And even if the uh, status of his knee is uncertain, I do think that Ferguson, uh, well, that, that, that Robertson has a great, great value. You can get a first rounder. If his knee is okay, like if in January he showed that he's at the same level, you can get a first rounder for him. Yeah. And Ferguson, to me, um, may get that very late first round, those last two seconds uh, that we discussed before, because he he did not have a great year as a rookie, uh, but he showed flashes, especially in the second part of the of the season, and he's still crazy young. He's 1998, mm-hmm. and remember, like Jeremy Lamb. After three seasons, like one worse than than, than than the previous one, probably he still netted two seconds. Yeah. And so, to me, like um, it, it was a toss-up between him and Grant. I I think that nine millions are harder to trade um, for value. Uh, and so, OKC really needs to trade if they really wants to say to to trade Singler and something to get something back. That's his, that is Ferguson. 
Hmm. And Ferguson can give you, uh, like, um, between him and Singler, these are roughly six and a half, seven millions, I think. And you can get up to eight uh, in terms of uh, incoming salary. And so if you if you pull together the two, I think you can get something back. Not just, like, uh, it's not like Singler and Ferguson is a dump. It's getting something back. Maybe not crazy good, but something bad. Something solid, solid back. Yeah, I don't I. I'd like to think that he has that value. I I definitely have him lower than that, um, mm-hmm. but he's got potential. I could see him being that by trade deadline, um, if he can be a guy, you know, show that he's that guy off the bench. But he's still he's got tremendous upside. And yeah. I know that so many people are down on him after what happened uh, at summer league. Oh, don't mind. I don't and, care. Yeah, I I agree with you, but I mean, the fans are down on him. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that is that most people just don't think that he can be that guy. But I mean, the dude's twenty years old, and he is a crazy athlete. He has shown that he can shoot the basketball. I know his overall percentage last year wasn't great, but he shot it well from the corners. He shot it well after the All Star break. I think it's fair to say that he deserves another chance to play that role. And in summer oh, yeah. league, he wasn't playing that role. Like he, his his role will obviously be very simplified. And when you have Russ and Schroeder and Paul George on the team, you don't need him to distribute or to initiate anything. You just need him to catch and shoot and play defense. And he seems to be uh, a guy that can play that role pretty well. Yeah, again, um, I would not or never mix the actual value on the court. Uh, uh, oops, with uh, I started a video uh, accidentally of Ferguson. Um, so, again, it's it's not to be confused with uh, the trade value. To me, the trade value, it's it's kind of difference, different. So if I had to, to rank those players in terms of actual contribution, my list would be probably completely different from this one. Yeah. Uh, with Ferguson in particular, because I don't think that the trade value today before the second season has anything to do with what is shown, except for being confident as a spot-up guy, as you said, mm-hmm. which is extremely important. And, and uh, more important than that, he showed improvement in one area of the court, which is not stat-based, but it's it's really important from for NBA executives, which is the way he defended pick and roll and switches um, on day one compared to the one that he did in day uh, eighty two of the season is completely different. Yeah, he is not the same player on that end. The shooting motion was the same from day one to day 82 mm-hmm. and they like confidence and actually have the leg below the shots um, and blah 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 change the, the outcome of that the defense and his level of understanding of the defense changed a lot and this was the main point that OKC worked for the entire season with him so if you, if you show that you can actually improve on hard stuff over the course of a season that had has had like problems i think he's that is extremely valuable to other teams and that that's why i have him higher in uh trade value um another season could be a the confirmation of what we saw uh, at, the, at the end of it like um all the things are going to improve and he's going to be like part of the rotation consistently or he's terrible uh, over the first uh, six months and his trade value is completely gone. Right. Um, so that's that's why I, I, I basically have him in the same spot, if not lower, uh, by the end of, uh, of the season because I really don't know how that will go. I know that now, well, I know, I think that now he has um, pretty good value. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I... <sighs> I thought we could talk about Stephen Adams a little bit in his. Yeah, I have him in tier one. Yeah, I have him below, obviously the top two guys, and it Mm -hmm. doesn't take a lot of guessing to uh, to see who they are. But I have him below just because I I think that the center market is pretty saturated. There's not a lot of teams that are looking for a big guy, Mm -hmm. and also his money is not ideal either. Um, completely, I completely agree. So it, I think it would be kind of difficult to trade him, 
mm-hmm. I think it would have to be the right trade package. And also for the Thunder, like he holds so much value to this team. Oh, yeah. That I just don't... I think it would be really tough to get equal value back for him. Oh, no. Equal? Equal would be like like quite a lot. I don't think right. that. I, yeah. I don't think you can get equal value. And to be honest, I don't think you can get equal value for um, anyone of the top three. Back. Sure, sure. And I mean, and, and then, and even then we'll discuss Robertson, the order too. Because oh, I, no, 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 no. I think that, I don't know. It's, it's tough to get value for the guys that do the little things that, exactly. that help you win. Because I, Honestly, it may be easier to get value back for guys that can just score it um, mm-hmm. just because you can tangibly see what they're doing for your team. Mm-hmm. With Adams, he does uh, he sets great screens. He plays great defense. He's a guy who is going to, you know, call out the rotations. Like, he just does all these little things that the Thunder just absolutely need. Like, they, they need him on this team. And the same for Dre. Like, we saw that the... the the Thunder really missed him, and it wasn't it wasn't as obvious when he was on the team what he was doing. And so when he was gone, obviously we saw it. Um, and so I don't think that you could get good value for those guys. I think you you get a first rounder for them. You could probably get in Adam's case, you'd have to take back players, uh, certainly, and you could probably get a good player and a first round pick for him. And yeah, but you, you, I don't think you could get back what you have in him though. Uh, I think you can get like, um, say that the Clippers at the trade deadline have, uh, a bad record, like yeah. for sure, not playoffs. Uh, you can get like a top five, um, uh, protected first sounder and Gortat, something oh. like that. Oh yeah. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what you can get. Uh, maybe even top three protected. Well, I don't know. Something yeah. in that range. Um, I have him third, uh, as you have, mm-hmm. with Robertson number four, again, Ferguson five and Brent six. Uh, but I do think that he, again, I, I told you, um, I think two weeks ago, that I think Steven will have a breakout season. Yeah. And to me, at the my like my bold prediction for this uh, trade value is that he will be second in trade value after Whoa. this season. Not Whoa. because Ra- not because Russ is bad. Yeah, I, I I don't expect that, but I expect Russ's contract to be extremely, even unreasonably difficult to trade. Yeah, and uh, his well, figure this season. About, will let's be, talk about him. Let's just move into talking about do, Russell. Do you have him second? I do. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, but but that's the right thing to do. I mean, Paul George has a max value, max value contract uh, in his prime of three years. That is like an unprotected first immediately to the Lakers. Like if the Lakers give you once Paul George, they 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 have to give you like a lot of value because he has he's properly paid. He's even underpaid in some sense, because mm-hmm. you could get like next year, a 10 year max. And so that's coming back to Russ. Russ is by far the best player on the team, but his contract situation makes him hard to trade. A, because you can, you have to match 35, 36. I don't know. I don't have the actual figure in front of me now, uh, but I, I, I know that it's more than that. Uh, and you have to take like a, 120 million commitment, um, which is something that I would do close to him now uh, because I I think the value of Westbrook is great, mm-hmm. and so I would have zero issue on giving like multiple first rounder to get him. Uh, but as of now, like with with the full length of the contract ahead, I don't think he 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 would be easily tradable. You have to to find like. A suitor. You have to find it uh, with stuff that you want back. And then if you want to trade him there, uh, you may have to, like, that team will be immediately better. And so their asset will uh, decrease value. Like, So it, it's really, really hard to get uh, good value for, uh, for Westbrook because of those reasons. And next year will be one year um, down the road. And I think you'll have, like, a great season, but maybe not an exceptional one. And so his trade value will be like 
his, his value as a player will be close to the one that we know and he like he's be he will be one year older so that's why i think that Steven could actually if not match him in trade value um like close to match him in trade value steven will have to have a tremendous season and it'll be scoring the basketball to me yeah it's like that's the next level he has to go to he's obviously an elite level rebounder mm-hmm. he's a great defender he's just gonna have to show more on the offensive end yeah and so if he does that then yeah i think that you could you could see that happening i also think it's tough to trade russell because he doesn't fit every team like you have to change mm-hmm. everything you do if mm-hmm. you want to bring russell onto your team and there would obviously be a lot of teams that'd be very willing to do that <laughs> because they don't have a direction anyways yeah. um but then there would be a large portion of teams that'd be like yeah we're we're good you uh, know yeah i'll ask you one okay say that Kyrie has to um to age i am not going back whatsoever the only team that i want to play for is okc <laughs> trade me there and and presti asks him and tatum does boston say yes oh no they do not i don't think so i don't think so no. uh if you if you ask the same thing to the lakers uh with um lonzo ball i think they will say yes oh but if you ask both yeah. ingram and lonzo i don't think they entertain that discussion Probably unless not. unless uh you can get back like 80 millions of tank yeah of little tank right so yeah it's you are saying that for us is not a um it's not as good as an asset as jason tatum which i think it's extremely high because it, uh, he has the status of a superstar on a rookie contract. Maybe right. an all-of-famer on a rookie contract, which is unbeatable in terms of trade value. Um, but yeah, that's that's why I think it's you don't get back a superstar or and, and an Tatum, all-of-famer. Tatum fits like every team oh, yeah. at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, and our number one is Paul George. Yes. He's yes, like sure. I was saying, I think you've mentioned it, you mentioned him already, but he he fits any team. Any team mm-hmm. would be very happy to have him. Whether he could be your first guy on a pretty bad team. There's a lot mm-hmm. of teams that would be very excited to trade for him. And he also fits as your second or third guy on, yep. on a team. Uh, he plays tremendous defense. He can shoot the basketball. He can put it on the floor. He can do it all. And he plays a position of need for almost everybody. Yeah. I mean, whenever, before when the Thunder had Victor Oladipo, it was like, this is great. But what are they going to do with the three? I mean, how are they, they going to solve that spot? And, you know, Andre was not the greatest fit with that team. And it's tough because you look out at the trademark and you're like, right, maybe we can get Wilson Chandler. And Wilson Chandler was just given away this summer mm-hmm. uh he's he's more of like a bench scoring you know wing and so trying to find a good starting caliber wing is not an easy thing to do that's why you know boston has so much value on their team because they've got three of those guys yeah. that most teams would want and so they're tough to find they're not the easiest guys to develop and the thunder were able to trade for a guy and keep him and I think that obviously the Lakers really wanted him. They were upset that they couldn't get a meeting with him. And I could not name a team in the NBA that would not want him. I mean, you call Boston. I don't know if they give up Tatum, but I think they give you Jalen Brown. I think they give you something else for him. Uh, oh, yeah. And smart, smart uh, Brown and probably uh, Memphis pick. Yeah. I, and I, I think maybe too so much. I don't know. I don't. I don't know either. I mean, I think you're, you're close there, though. Yeah. Because if you have that team, I mean, shoot, like you're easily going to the finals. And I think if you have Hayward, Paul George, uh, Horford, and Kyrie and Tatum, I mean, like, okay, like now you're starting to talk me into a team that might be able to beat the Warriors, you know? Yeah. Uh, or at least compete with them. So it. You just can't you can't find those guys. You can't find a Paul George out there. I think mm-hmm. you can find 
roughly 80% of what Steven Adams is out there on the trade market and get them at a decent value? Mm, I don't know. I, I, I really at don't least, At least that archetype of player. Yes. Um, but to me, like, I think you can replicate on the court part of what Steven does. Yeah. Like you can, if you're a good team, you can uh, do okay without Steven because you have other talent. Uh, and so you can put like part of what Steven does on other players. Um, but especially in like the way OKC constructed the roster for next season, where you have two elite uh, players and two very low um starters uh, to surround them with well not low usage starter in Pedersen or um, well Pedersen and Ray let's put it this way mm-hmm. uh, the third guy becomes extremely important and if you if OKC wants to go that direction which means uh, meaning like increasing uh, Stevens load down there and giving him more possession to handle he can do that and that I don't know if other guys can actually uh, replicate what Steven does. Yeah. Um, so yes, you can give more sh- more shots to to Patterson. You can give more touches to Dre, and having their um, a lesser guy. And the thing may work the same way. But what Steven does, well, Steven does to me, and does what better is that he's capable of having a bigger lord. Mm-hmm. And I really hope that this is the season where they actually give him bigger role like he had like a 14 a 12 to 14 uh, usage uh, depending on the lineup i would hope he gets much higher than that he should yeah he should have yeah. 20 20 plus yeah exactly um he should really shoot the ball like 15 times a game yeah and maybe with mellow gone he could mm-hmm. because I, you're gonna have to redistribute I, those shots and i know a lot of those are gonna go to dinner shooter like i get that but, I mean, how many years can you just ignore Stephen Adams on the offensive end when he has been productive? Like, I no, did, he's I been know. the best, the best offensive. Like in terms of efficiency, he's, he's been the best. Sure. Like last season, by far. And part of that's his fault. And we've talked about this. He is selfish. Yes. To, he's unselfish to a fault. I mean, no. he he doesn't care. He really doesn't. If he shoots the ball fifteen times or two times. He doesn't care as long as they win. Mm-hmm. And I think I've, that's a great thing. I mean, you're, that's a rare NBA player. There are not many guys that feel that way. But when you have that talent, it's not necessarily the greatest thing to feel that way every night because you don't want to redistribute those shots to guys that aren't going to be efficient. Um, so I, 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 this, it's an interesting season for a lot of these guys. I think, you know, at least you you can expect what you're going to get out of Russ and Paul George. Then from there, I don't really know. Like, what are you going to get from Adams and Grant and Robertson? Like, I think I know, but I think there's a range of outcomes for those guys. And then when you get to the next tier for me, the Ferguson, Abrinas, Patterson, TLC, Nerlens Noel, it's like, man, I have no idea. I don't know mm-hmm. what those guys' seasons are going to look like. And then you have your like real wild cards and Diallo and Deontay Burton. I, I, man, I just don't know. There's a lot of, we've talked about this team, like they have a lot of continuity moving forward and they do, but there's still just like so many question marks as to what it looks like. Uh, because I think Mello threw a lot of things out, out of whack um, with shot distribution. And then there's also just so many young guys that are, can either kind of boom or bust i feel like and so this this season is shaping up to be super interesting for the thunder and i think hopefully in a good way last year was interesting in a super bad way <laughs> yeah <laughs> to the point where people just weren't even watching um so let's uh let's hope that they're interesting in a good way but mckelly thanks for coming on the show today follow mckelly on twitter at mikey barra follow his project at chart underscore side you can follow us at down to dunk follow me at andrew k schlecht continue to leave us five star reviews uh i gave out a prize to justin smith at rough face 28 
for his five-star review that he left us. Uh, much appreciated. Really, really nice review. Uh, so if you guys could go do that, it takes just a few seconds of your time, especially if you have an iPhone. It's really easy. Just click on that purple podcast app, search down to dunk, hit five stars. Simple. Should take just a few seconds. Uh, if you do that, that just means a lot to us. It's just an easy way to support our show. Make sure that you support our sponsors. I hope you guys have a great day. We'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday.